So how was Christmas for you? You know, there's a lot of hype for Christmas, isn't there? If you're to believe all the ads that there are, then it's, it's pretty common to see um, a box under the tree that has this puppy with a bow in it, and the puppy's been quiet for hours and hasn't done anything in that box. If you believe all the ads, then it's, it's pretty common to, to look outside the window and there's a brand new car with this big red bow on it, right? If you believe all the ads, you know, everyone has this beautiful tree that, that should be on a cover of a magazine. If you believe the hype around Christmas, children are always happy and thankful and so well-behaved. And, and, and family just shows up at the door unannounced and it's absolutely fine. If, if you believe all the hype, and um, neighbors just come over and, and start singing Christmas carols. And there's so much hype over Christmas, Right? It almost seems like a, every Christmas celebration should be like a Norman Rockwell painting. Just as everything is, is so perfect and, and beautiful and everyone's so happy. But the reality is probably more like this scene from the movie Christmas Vacation. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Clark Griswold gets to, to, to carve this beautiful looking turkey and then and they start chewing this turkey that is tougher than yeah there's all this hype about Christmas it is so perfect and, and but the reality often is as far from that today as we look at the end of the hype man John the Baptist we see a similar reality. And the reality is that life is not perfect. Certainly, on this side of heaven, life is not perfect. You know, sometimes Christmas can bring pain. Because maybe it's the first Christmas since someone you loved has died. And, and every time you do something at Christmas, it just brings up those memories. And sometimes it doesn't take it to be the first Christmas. That kind of pain sticks around for many Christmases. Sometimes there's, there's struggle and, and conflict between family and, and, and friends. And, and, you know, it, there's disappointment. Uh, normally you go to, to go visit family, but you didn't this year. Normally they come to visit you, but not this year. There's disappointment over, over the gifts, disappointment over this and, and that. And, and, you know, studies have shown that in America, 20% of Americans experience uh, either low-grade or, or, or deep depression just days after the holidays. Be because reality just doesn't live up to all the hype. Reality is, there are problems. And that is what we see with the tragic end of the hype man, John the Baptist. Look again at what Matthew chapter 14 says. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in a prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. 
Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. Now, there's a lot of um, backstory here to help you understand what was going on. And let me just say this. This family with Herod and Herodias, and this is a messed up family. Okay, that, like I said earlier, the, the dad was Herod the Great. Herod the Great is the one that, that wanted, well, did, kill those babies in Bethlehem trying to kill Jesus. He died, and, and several of his sons survived. And I mean that. They survived. Herod the Great was notorious for killing anyone that he thought would, would, would take over his position. Well, some of his sons survived. Um, one was uh, Philip. Philip married his niece. Yeah, I said that right. He married another brother's daughter. He married his niece, Herodias. They had a daughter, Salome. Philip uh, had a, a government position, but because of his wife's, I'm sorry, because of his mother's conniving behind the scene, he lost that possession. And so Philip and, and Herodias and their daughter Salome moved to Rome. And, and while in Rome, another brother came to visit. This was Herod Antipas, was his name. And Antipas ended up um, eloping with Herodias. Herodias left Philip and went with Antipas. And the daughter went with him. Now, Philip had a wife back home. She heard about this, and she left and ran to her dad, and that caused a war. Well, that, that's another thing. So, so you have Antipas. Um, in, in essence, marrying his niece, who was also his sister-in-law and now became his wife. This is a messed-up family. Okay? John the Baptist called him out on this. And of course, Herod didn't like hearing that. And Herodias, the new wife, didn't like hearing that either. But there's a lot of political things going on here. Herod had John arrested but not killed because the people really looked up to John. He didn't want an uprising starting. Now, Herodias just wanted him dead. And so, an opportunity Matthew chapter 14 tells us about that. On Herod's birthday, his daughter, the, the daughter of Herodias, danced for the guests and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and the dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted. And he had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. I don't know what you got for Christmas. She got a head on a platter. There is so much we could delve into here. Um, th this dance by Salome, the, the daughter, um, so, so this is Herod's new wife, who is also his niece, daughter. So this is Herod's great niece, now his stepdaughter. 
she danced, and very likely this was very sensual, very sexual in nature, and it pleased him so much. He, he made this oath, this promise, and, and he swore to give her whatever. He had no idea what he was swearing to do. And, and of course, then there's this party. I guess Herod was so notorious for his parties that there was even a saying back then, if you had this, this wild party, well, it was like a, a Herod's day. It was like a Herod's birthday party. And there's just so much we could delve into here. But we're just going to focus on one thing. What the end of the hype man, the, the end of John the Baptist, actually means for us. One thing it, it certainly tells us is that this world is filled with problems. You know, life is not like a movie where they, they, they practice and they film an entire day just to catch one scene. So everything looks just perfect and right. It, it, life is not like a movie where you have these lines that you keep rehearsing and practicing so it looks like you say everything the right way and you know exactly what to say in every situation. Life is not like that. Life is filled with tragedies, with, with pain, with, with trouble. John the Baptist lost his head. Now, our world, what would tend to tell us that the reason there are problems like this is because there are some individuals. The world suggests there are evil people. That's the cause. Not us, but evil individuals. But the reality is, you know, doesn't, the world doesn't need a little more love, and that will solve a lot of the problems. More education won't fix things. Listening to each other... It, those things, listening to each other, more love and, and, and respecting each other, and, and they will help with interpersonal, personal issues. But the reason there are these problems is not because of a few evil individuals. Saying that actually removes the responsibility. The Bible, Scripture tells us it's not a few individuals. It says we are the reason. And Scripture also provides the only solution. We'll get to that in a minute. There's a section in the Bible, uh, a chapter in Romans, Romans chapter 3, that makes it absolutely clear we are the reason. And every line, every line is, is like this, this big church bell tolling. It's like a death toll. This is what Romans chapter 3 says. There is no one righteous. Not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. 
ruin and misery mark their ways, and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Line after line is that bell ringing. Okay, sin is an interesting word. But sin is not what those people do. Sin is what I do. Sin is what we do. The reason there are conflicts in our lives, the reason this world is filled with trouble, is us. And so the solution is not here. The only solution is Jesus. He's that hidden beauty of Christmas, right? That, that babe. He alone drives all tragedy away from humanity. Think of, um, think of what John the Baptist's disciples did after John died. Where did they go? last verse tells us John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Where did they go when there was tragedy? They went to Jesus. John, he was that hype man, right? He prepared the people. He, he told them that Jesus was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. They told him that he himself must decrease, Jesus must increase. He kept pointing them to Jesus. And so when tragedy struck, they went to Jesus. Now, Herod, when he heard about Jesus performing these miracles, what, what did he think? He, he thought this was some ghost of Christmas past. He thought it was John the Baptist come back alive. He was terrified of it because he knew what he had done and he was bothered by it. But he kept being bothered by it because he didn't have Jesus. Those disciples did and they went to Jesus. And we know why. It's why we celebrated Christmas. He came here so that we would go there. He came and lived among sinful people like, like you and me. He came and, and hanged out with, hung out with, with, with sinful people like you and me. He came here and hung on a tree for sinful people, for you and for me. You know, that, that section in Romans 3 that had the death toll, Right after that, this is what it says. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. There's no difference. We all have sinned. And there's no difference. We are all justified 
forgiven by His grace. If you're watching online and this is the first time you're checking us out, I really hope these words touch your heart. This is what Christianity is all about. Christ, Jesus, is the only source, the only remedy If you're bothered by some conflict in the family right now because of things you've said, understand Jesus has died for those sins. If you're mourning the loss of someone this Christmas, understand you will be reunited with them. Jesus not only died, he rose from the dead that we too will live. John the Baptist, this day that he was beheaded, it was his best day because he got to go to heaven. Jesus will make all things new. Now that's in heaven. We're not in heaven. And so there are still tragedies, there are still problems in our life. Jesus was even affected by that. When he heard about John the Baptist, if you keep reading here in Matthew, it tells us he went off to be by himself. He needed some, some downtime. But the crowds kept coming. Um, so that's the day that he fed this huge crowd of over 5,000 people. He went off to be by himself again, and, and later that night, that's when he walked on the water. The end of the hype mean, man meant that, that Jesus... That prep work was all done. It was now all Jesus. And so he went forward. So, so what does the, the end of the hype man mean for us? Well, what, what did the hype man, what did John the Baptist do? He, he kept pointing people to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so now that the hype man is, is gone, that means our focus turns to, to Jesus. I, I guess that the end of the hype man means then, then we are the hype man. We, we are the ones to promote, to, to hype, to, to get excited about, to, to share who Jesus is, to, to point to Jesus. And there's tons of ways to do that. But it all begins with an attitude. Uh, years ago, I, I heard about this businessman. Uh, he, he had business cards, you know, front side regular business card. But you flip it around. And it said something to the effect of, if you meet me and forget me, you haven't lost anything. But if you meet Jesus and forget him, you've lost everything. That's the attitude. That everything we do points to Jesus. That everything we do hypes Jesus, the only source, the only remedy for sin and ultimately for all our problems. May you now then be the hype man. Hyping, promoting, sharing, pointing people 
through Jesus. Amen.